0: everyone it's time for ham talk live it's episode number 306 new tools and new kits recorded on thursday october 6th 2022 live actually i'm your host neil rapp wb9 vpg thanks for tuning in to this episode of ham talk live tonight we're joined by joe eisenberg k0neb And uh, last time here on the show, Bill Stearns, NE4RD, was here to talk about Jamboree on the air and Jamboree on the Internet. So if you missed that show, you can listen anytime at hamtalklive.com or on your favorite podcast app. Or on YouTube and you can catch the rebroadcast of this very program on WTWW. That's 5085 AM Saturday afternoons at about 330 PM Eastern time. So, uh, we have some, uh, some news just in and uh, some things to talk about with Joe. So we'll be back to talk about those right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on ham talk live his two cents is worth
2: 37 dollars in change he once ran a marathon because it was on his way to dayton he works ft8 by ear He once worked North Korea on every band in one minute using only a microwatt. He slowed down his code speed to work a de-expedition to 200 words a minute. He is indeed the most interesting ham in the world. I don't always put on my own
1: PL-259s, but when I do, I prefer them from Tower Electronics. Stay resident, my friends.
2: Tower Electronics has all the adapters, cables, connectors, and yes, PL-259s you need at a ham fest near you, or visit pl-259.com.
0: And the Tower Electronics Samfest schedule will be at Crestview, Florida, October 15th. Then Chickasaw, Alabama, October 22nd. Uh, That's in North Mobile, Alabama. Then Lawrenceville, Georgia, better known as Stone Mountain, November 5th and 6th. And Montgomery, Alabama, November 11th and 12th. But you can visit them anytime at pl-259.com. Ham Talk Live. The longer you listen, the later it gets. And welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Tonight, Joe Eisenberg, K0NEB, joins us on the Orlando Amateur Radio Club and Hamcation Zoom line. Joe is from Lincoln, Nebraska, and is the kit-building editor at CQ Magazine, and uh, we'll talk about some of the ham fests and conventions and club meetings he's going to here soon to do some kit-building activities. He's also known for his picture shows at Hamvention
1: and and his Dr. Seuss hat at Dayton. So, Joe, welcome back to the show. Well, good evening, and uh, great to talk to you again, Neil. And uh, uh, there's been a lot of talk. Somebody's been asking me, well, why don't you bring your hat to this ham fest or that ham fest? And it might take some thinking since the tradition is over 20 some years old. And maybe maybe it's time that it should appear at other <laughs> places besides Dayton. Start so, reaching out a little bit, huh? So we'll, we'll see about that. Um, it, it does make yeah, it we, easy it, to find you. I will say that it it does. Yes, it does. It does help. Uh, especially in the crowd, you know, and Orlando, I wear my Mickey Mouse ears. Uh, yes. I don't have anything special for Huntsville other than my red ball cap. So I don't know. We'll we'll figure out something. Uh, maybe, maybe the hat's going to become the symbol of all the ham fests I go to. We'll see. Uh, well, it,
0: it does make it easy to find you. That's. That's for sure. Well, before we start, we do have some breaking news. So, Whoa, breaking news music. so uh, the Voice of America Museum of Broadcasting is now open noon to 5 on Saturdays and Sundays. So, you get an extra hour, although... They usually opened up before noon to start with anyway, but, but now it's official. They're open noon to five on Saturdays and Sundays. So if that's uh, more convenient for you to come visit, uh, they are, they are open and they also are in the middle of a five part series, uh, with the voice of America office in Washington, DC. The next one is Thursday, October 20th. Uh, from 7 to 9 p.m. There's another one on November 17th, December 15th, and January 19th. And it's the VOA director, Yolanda Lopez, and the VOA East Europe chief. Oh, I'm going to try to pronounce this. Myroslava Gandhazi, I think. Uh, But these are distinguished journalists that report uh, accurate news and stories. Uh, from countries lacking a free press. And, uh, so they are talking about, uh, some Ukrainian stuff. Actually, uh, Lopez describes the challenge of managing an international news organization in multiple war zones and, uh, Gungdazi, uh, shares highlights from her recent trip to Ukraine. Um, she's an award-winning correspondent awarded the order of princess Olga third class which is a Ukrainian civil decoration bestowed on women of outstanding personal merit. So um, check that out, voamuseum.org, and uh, you can uh, you can check out this five-part series. So, so Joe, if you, if you have some, uh, some time on an airplane uh, going to some of these ham fests, maybe you can uh, catch one of those.
1: That sounds good. I'll have to download it into my little iPod and uh, take it with me. Um, yeah. It's, it's really good to be back on the show and actually be back in circulation. I, I did catch COVID at my high school reunion about three or four weeks ago and uh, been testing negative now. And so I'm back out into the real world again. And uh, fortunately, it was pretty mild. And uh, we're moving forward again. So, of course, while we're stuck home, we we do things like order new tools, order okay. new order
0: stuff. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that does not stop the Amazon truck from coming to the to the house. So, yeah. oh yeah.
1: And so, let's talk about uh, something. Uh, we've had more and more kits that have one or two surface mount parts in them. Uh, sometimes a little more. And this is a little soldering station. It's digital temperature controlled, but it has dual controls because it has both a temperature controlled soldering iron that has cool off and everything and and full uh, temperature uh, precision. But it also has a Heat gun. Uh, they wow. call it a rework tool. And what that's used for is to heat up little spots on circuit boards that have surface mount parts. And so a rework obviously would be to remove one, but also it can be used with solder paste and putting parts on a circuit board as well. And so uh, with a kit that uh, I, I should mention here real quick, and that is the Four State QRP Surface Mount Dummy Load Kit. And what it is, is it's a circuit board, very, very simple, but it's got surface mount parts. Now, these aren't tiny surface mount parts. These are bigger than a lot of the resistors you're used to working with. And it's because they have to be powerful enough to act as a dummy load uh, when hooked up the way they are. And so it has four LEDs on it, and so it will read uh, your power at 0.5 watts, 1 watt, 2 watts, and 5 watts. So you can use that to tweak up a QRP kit and measure it. Uh-huh. And of course, all powered by the RF. So uh, no power supply is needed. And it's a nifty little kit. And there are the STL files linked on the four-state QRP site as to where you can download the uh, STL files to print the case for this kit if you want to put it in the case now we we would be remiss if i didn't give the model number of this soldering station that's also got the heat tool and it's an lrt 8868 once again lrt 8868 and it says like 39.99 so i just say 40 bucks for the thing it's not that big or heavy or anything it's i pretty sure it's got a switching supply in there and it is grounded for esd and uh, the heat gun puts out plenty of heat so that you can uh, melt solder paste and put parts on a surface mount board that way and the solder paste method is something that maybe sometime i'll go into more detail on another show but it's it's a very very effective way of mounting surface mount components at home and it looks absolutely perfect uh it looks just like it was done professionally and yeah, so
0: I, you showed it to me here uh we're on we're on skype and we have our video going here tonight so i can see that but it, it looks like you know your your usual nice digital soldering station and then the little wand on top that sticks out, <laughs> and, and that's your, your heat gun. So, And, yeah, and it comes and with, like, different, different tips with nozzles. it, right? S-
1: yep. Yeah, it's got three different size nozzles, so I can concentrate the heat on smaller areas if I want, so I don't melt uh, other parts that are already on the board. And uh, the heat tool, uh, as well as the soldering iron, when you hang them up, they – cool down so it's you know when you're talking about a solder station that has both tools and it's 40 bucks you can't beat it and it seems to be pretty reliable and the soldering iron comes with like four or five extra tips different sizes and shapes and um, there's solder wick also and it's a total rework kit and uh, very very good for a beginning kit builder because it has both the tool for surface mount as well as a good sharp soldering iron. So, um. And that's found on, that's an Amazon find, right? Yeah, that's on Amazon. And the, uh, kit that I, I use this with, the four state QRP surface mount dummy load is at 4sqrp.com. And I think it's like $35 for the kit. I'd have to look it up though. Might be less. Um, but, uh, It's uh, a very good kit. And like I said, if you have access to a 3D printer, uh, you can make the case for the uh, dummy load, although you don't really need it, uh, as long as you're not putting it down on something metal.
0: Okay, well, it sounds like a a great tool and uh, a great kit. So we've got got a couple of things, and uh, we're going to... Take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about a bunch more kits and uh, some of Joe's travels uh, coming up. So we'll uh, take a look at all of that when we come back right after this word from ICOM America right here on Ham Talk Live. Keep your competitive contesting edge with ICOM, our high-powered base station's cut-through pileups, letting you work the bands and record those contacts. Contest from the comfort of your own home or remotely with the RSBA1 app. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it? The IC7851 gives you a new window into the RF world and is HF excellence unparalleled. With faster processors, high input gain, high display resolution, and a cleaner signal, it is truly the pinnacle of HF perfection. It has dual receivers, digital IF filters, memory keyer, digital voice recorder, spectrum waterfall display, and an SD card slot. The IC7610 is the SDR every ham wants. This high-performance SDR can pick out faint signals in the presence of stronger adjacent signals. The IC7610 by ICOM is a direct sampling, software-defined radio that has changed the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. It has 110 dB RMDR, dual digi-cell, dual receiver, and RF direct sampling. Create your own band opening with the IC9700. This transceiver radio brings direct sampling to the UHF VHF weak signal world. It's loaded with innovative features that are sure to keep you busy. Faster processors, higher input gain, higher display resolution and a cleaner signal. With a 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectroscope and waterfall display, dual watch operation, full duplex in satellite mode and smooth satellite operation with 99 satellite channels. The IC7300 is a high-performance innovative HF transceiver with a compact design that will far exceed your expectations. The innovative transceiver digitizes RF before various receiver stages, reducing inherent noise in different IF stages. The IC7300 changed the way entry-level HF is designed. It has 15 discrete bandpass filters, the large color touchscreen, spectrum scope, SD car slot, and RF direct sampling. The real HF fun starts here visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on icom radios you're listening to ham talk live the most popular podcast with the words ham talk and live in the title here's your host neil rapp And welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Be sure you check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and we'll be back here with Joe Eisenberg, K0NEB, to talk about some more kits here in just a moment. Uh, But first, it's time for the N9GSU Joke of the Week. Now it's time for the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week, a part of the show where Rick tells us a ham radio joke. The Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week is brought to you by QRM Labs. Now here's Rick Garrett in 9 GSU with today's Ham Talk Live Joke of the Week.
2: I decided to take my friend, who had never been out of the big city, camping for an overnight parks-on-the-air activation. Well, the mosquitoes were the worst I have ever seen them. We kept lathering on bug repellent, and still they came. Finally, we saw lightning bugs. My buddy says, I give up. Now they've got flashlights.
0: This has been the Ham Talk Live, Ham Radio Joke of the Week with Rick Garrett, In 9 GSU, tune in again next week for another joke from Rick. Oh boy, that, those, those mosquitoes and those flashlights. <laughs> <laughs> were, were those kit
1: were the flashlight kits you gave them, Joe? Or No, but you know what? No. There is a real good one out there. I'll have to <laughs> talk about sometime. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Well, Rick, thanks for the joke. We'll, uh, we'll have another one next time here. And, uh, we'll get to talking to Joe Eisenberg, K0NEB, the kit building editor at CQ magazine. And, uh, we'll talk about some new kits here, but, uh, Joe, you're, you're making a trip
1: someplace you've never been before. Yeah, that's right. Tomorrow. Actually tomorrow I am leaving for Cheyenne, Wyoming. Now you say, well is this is the next state over. Well, from here it's it's six and a half hours at seventy five miles an hour speed limit. So uh it is uh uh definitely west of Nebraska, not very far. Uh, but six and a half hours west. And I, like I said, I've never been there before. So that's going to be a new one. It is the Rocky Mountain Division ARL convention. And I'll be giving my kit building seminar there. And then, uh, uh, might be visiting Sedalia the weekend after. Not sure yet. And then, uh, uh, in November, I'm going to be in Enid, Oklahoma. And I'm going to be doing a live kit build there. And we'll have room for, I think, up to 20 kit builders. And we'll be building the FM radio kit, same one that we just recently did at the combined Hudson Division and New England Division convention uh, in the Boston area I did a little over a month ago. And, uh, that was a lot of fun. And we had 28 builders walk out with working radios and it had a surface mount part. So we got to demonstrate solder paste. And so that's a fun one that I like to do as a group kit build. Um, but, uh, first off, uh, let's and then talk you're, about and then you're off
0: to Georgia, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, a week after that, I'm flying down to the Hotlanta area. I will be oh, in yes. Alpharetta. Uh Alpharetta and uh I will be at Ham Jam, which is a week after the one in uh, Stone Mountain. And it's it's more of an educational one and I will be giving my kit building seminar there and showing off a few different kits so uh it'll be fun to get down to georgia hopefully be a little warmer than it is here because tomorrow they're talking about 30s in the morning so it's gonna be chilly it's
0: hitting here too as well but uh yeah ham jams one it's been on my list so i one of these days i'll have to have to get down there for that one because they do a lot of cool stuff with youth and education and I do a little bit of that stuff every once in a while. So I need to go, need to go check it out. Well, you've got some more new kits to tell us about. So, you know, now's, now's the time. The temperature's dropping. So that means you spend more time
1: indoors and build some more kits, right? Yep, and, and also reading CQ Magazine, which is coming out the last seven months, I think, uh, seven or eight months. It's been coming out right at the beginning of the month. So make sure you update or subscribe to CQ Magazine, both digital and uh, in print. What we're looking at here is a, uh, they call it the KX Mini Paddle. And what it is, is it's put out by QRPBuilder.com. Now, if you haven't heard that name, it is a new one, but it's, uh, done by one of the guys that's worked previously with, uh, QRPGuys.com. And it's, it's strictly made out of PC board material that's all soldered together. And it has, uh, a, a paddle, and they have it iambic, and they have it, uh, uh, dual, you know, and they have single lever paddle. And, uh, what it does is it bolts to the front of an Allocraft KX2 or KX3. But if you don't have one of those radios, or even if you do and you want to use this paddle on another rig, you can get this adapter for, I think it's like 10 or $15 extra. And you can either solder a cable or plug the cable into the back uh, to that, and it mounts onto there. And the whole thing shouldn't take you more than an hour to put together. Uh, it is a little tedious at times, uh, getting it exactly straight and so forth, but it pays off in the end because it's very, very strong, and it's a, a great little paddle. And like I said, I can bolt it into the front of my KX-2, and I have an instant paddle, or I can plug it into this base and plug it into any QRP radio I have. Um but it's a simple iambic paddle. There is no electronics or key or anything. It's designed for the rigs that already have the keyer in it. And the whole thing is not very expensive. I think it's like $25 if you get the, the full options on it. Um, another kit, uh, let me see here, and uh, let you take a little peek at that. Uh, what this is, is it's a power supply. And it is a dual benchtop type power supply. Now, what we mean by that is it has two basic power supplies uh, in one box, and they are separate. Uh, they run off the same transformer, but each one has separate electronics. And they are adjustable from about uh, 5 volts up to about 16 volts. And... Uh, they put out about an amp and a half on each side. And so that way, if you're powering a lot of kits, don't run more than an amp or so uh, from the power supply. And you can power two different things that run on two different voltages with this very stable, uh, highly regulated and filtered power supply. And so I've already used it uh, testing some kits and so forth. And it's, it's really useful. It has two separate digital voltage displays and uh two separate switches to turn on and off each side of it and a master power switch and it's got the power cord and the case and everything And i think it's going to sell in the range of 70 or 75 dollars and it's going to be available by the joplin amateur radio club and they just had their ham fest last weekend uh in joplin missouri and i did not get to go but uh they tell me that, uh, anytime now this fall or winter, they will be putting this kit out, uh, and making it available for, uh, purchase. And it's a good deal for, uh, a benchtop power supply with digital displays. Uh, something very, very, very useful for the shack. Now. My one um,
0: trip to Joplin, Missouri, I remember, was a 10 way stop. Ah.
1: I think we got, I we, which we're,
0: we're, we're going down the street and all of a sudden we get to a 10 way stop. That was the craziest
1: intersection I think I've ever seen. Yeah. I don't know where in town that is, but I think I've seen it. Um, but the Joplin club also still puts out the antenna launcher, which is made out of PVC materials oh, yeah. and you got to buy your own fishing, uh, rod, uh, uh, line and line. so forth. Mm-hmm. And uh, it launches a projectile that pulls the fishing line like through the tree or whatever and, and you can uh, put up antennas with that. And uh, they still make those. And uh, I remember reviewing it and they were just surprised how many orders they got. And it does work. <laughs> oh, I still yeah. have it in my garage. Um, kind of a non-kit project I'm working on right now uh, this is a uh, control pad. And what this is for is to access the eight memories for uh, voice or CW or RTTY or PSK in the 7610, the ICOM 7610. And the button is the mute button that mutes everything. And uh, I 3D printed the – designed and 3D printed the uh, – uh, Holder that holds all the buttons and I'm working on the base of that now and I'm starting to wire the buttons and that will allow me to just tap a button and trigger off a uh, automated sequence either like I said on RTTY or CW or sideband like for sweepstakes so it'll call CQ for you instead of touching the screen all day or something on the radio uh, you can just tap the button on the keypad. Very cool. And so uh, that is uh, one of my latest projects. And let's see what else. Uh, and this piece happens to hold up a circuit board in the kit that we're going to talk about that is probably the most, one of the most advanced kits out there. And it's called the T41. And the T41 is a all-mode SDR transceiver. And I'm pretty sure it's most of the HF bands and uh, it uses a five inch uh, touchscreen to control it as well as a whole row of buttons. And I mean, it's got a lot of buttons on it. That's a whole circuit board full of buttons. And the case is made partly uh, 3d printed and partly uh, PC board. And, This kit is surface mount pre-mounted and the rest of the parts that you will mount. And there's a lot of kits that do that, like the QDX and and several others from QRP Labs that have the surface mount parts already done for you. And then you're just expected to do the through-hole parts. And the T41 is like that, but there's a... There are several boards. I think there's seven or eight different boards in the kit. Uh, I could be wrong there. I've been getting boxes in the mail the last two weeks, and I'm anxious to get started putting it together. And uh, I'm doing a beta build right now, and once we've cleared it through the beta process um, and we can start getting parts, the four-state QRP group is going to start distributing the T41. So if, if you look up T-41SDR online, you're going to find out that there's, there's even a book about this thing. It looks kind of complicated. When you look inside, it's going to have several ribbon cables, some uh, SMA-type Teflon coax jumpers in there and things like that. But that means that each board can be separated out and upgraded as things go on, they might come out with, oh, a new improved RF deck or a new uh, touch screen thing or board or whatever. And there's at least a, a couple of megs or more of spare memory on the CPU that you can even take the open source firmware and you might be able to write routines to add more features to it. And so this is really a, an incredible. Software-defined radio, a experimenter's SDR, um, more than anything. And so it's not going to be tiny and compact like uh, like your true SDX or things like that. Uh, it's going to be more uh, a larger thing that you can work with and do updates to and things like that. So something like your true SDX or something, which is real small. Uh, No, it's not going to be that way, but it's going to put out a lot more power. I think it's going to be about 10 to 20 watts. And uh, it's going to have a pretty full-featured screen like you'd expect on an SDR. And so the T41, like I said, look up the t 41 SDR transceiver online and you'll see a lot of stuff written about this. It was designed by a couple of guys who have shared it with the QRP community and the four-state QRP group is working diligently to get that put together in kit form so that all you need to do is put together the through-hole parts and you won't have to worry about the surface mount. But you're going to have a lot of jumper cables to deal with. Uh, But that's part of the kit and makes it modular so that we can update a piece at a time.
0: Yeah. That's always cool because, uh, you know, if you, you come out with a new one, then you <laughs> you got to start all over again. So that's, that's a good way to go with all the modular stuff. So
1: very good. Well, Joe, you got anything else for us here tonight? Well, uh, I enjoy seeing people at group kit builds and, uh, I'm already uh, booking my calendar up for next year and we'll come out and we can do group kit builds or seminars and, uh, uh, it doesn't have to be a ham fest necessarily. Uh, we can arrange for club meetings and because I'm mostly retired, I can even do, do them during the week. Even if I have to fly somewhere as so I can go in the middle of the week as well. So, uh, um, the calendar is is uh, filling up, and uh, uh, let's see if we can get some more clubs involved in kit building and get you started putting some solder to circuit board and making your own radios.
0: Yep, that's some some cool stuff. And there's a a lot of kits out there from the very beginner to this uh, this big SDR that you're talking about. Uh, I know that I was looking at one down at Huntsville. Uh, that had some humongous solder traces on there for for the kids to kind of get started uh, doing some soldering. And I'm going to be taking a look at uh, at some of those from uh, Mad Labs, I think it was. Uh, and uh, just, you know, getting some some uh, soldering experience for them. So all kinds of stuff, and, and Joe knows all of them. So <laughs> thanks, <laughs> Joe, stay, for being here and, and filling us in. Filling us in on the new ones, So, and have a good trip to to Cheyenne. And, uh, if you, if you run into, uh, into AJ or RJ, sorry, not AJ, RJ, uh, tell him I said hello and,
1: uh, and enjoy your trip. I sure will. And thank you very much for your wonderful program. All right. Well, that is a wrap.
0: For this edition of Ham Talk Live, thanks to my guest, Joe Eisenberg, K0NEB, and everybody out there in cyberspace for listening. and invite you back next time for a list of all of our upcoming guests. Go to HamTalkLive.com. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375. And may the good DX be yours.
2: For 73, to you and your family. I'll be seeing you further down the log. You're 73 to you and your family. I'll be seeing you further down the log. It's hard to
1: believe that you're empty the Because you sound just like a